I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to share something with you. Uh, this week's episode is is really, really special. Um, our guest, Paul, a very uh, good friend of mine, he shares his story about the time that he went to Sub-Saharan Africa to film a documentary about malaria and then in turn catches <laughs> malaria. Um, but one of the reasons why this, this week's episode is so special is because when Paul was doing this, when Paul was over there, uh, he was documenting the whole thing and he ended up writing this, this incredibly riveting story about this time that he was in this, you know, remote corner of, of Zambia, uh, catches malaria and has to uh, spend a number of days at this, this Christian missionary hospital where he's, he's nursed back to health by this Welsh doctor named Dr. Davies. But he dives into the history of this, of this place in Zambia um, and uh, the history of, of, of this, this missionary that, that has been, been doing so much uh, great work in this, in this small little area. It's, it's a riveting, riveting story. And it's never been uh, published. It's never been seen by, by the public, really. So Paul was so gracious enough to, to allow us to take his, his essay, his story, and post it up as one of our blog posts on our website. So I would highly, highly suggest taking some time out of your day, uh, either before or after you listen to this episode, to head on over to our website, www.sickboypodcast.com. Click on the blog link and check out um, Paul's amazing story called The Hill of God. Uh, You will not regret it. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. That's it. Enjoy. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick, Today's guest is Paul. He had malaria. Let's talk about it. We didn't have it. Just basically, we're like, well, that was great. Nailed it. Let's just nail. Let's it. leave in the eating and everything. Yeah, yeah God. So and then we got hate mail. I'm not an expert on malaria, but I, I you know, I know my story. Well, <laughs> uh, there we go. There's there's <laughs> there's the perfect intro right there. Uh, so hey, Paul. Hey, you you just said it. You got mal- you you have malaria. Not anymore. Oh, you had malaria. I had. Yo, I got a question. Is malaria contagious? Can you? Is that shit like? Can you pass that shit on? Just from mosquito. Mosquito can. Oh, okay. But like you, if you had malaria right now and you sneezed right here, like we couldn't get it. 
No. Why it's can con- only a mosquito pass on? Like, why can't if I have it, if I bite you like a mosquito bite, if I just <clears throat> take off a chunk of your skin, why, why can't I give you malaria? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have I don't to talk know. to like, an expert on that. Yeah, I don't know why. You can't. I know how it's. Yeah, I'm sure. We what can, the fuck, Paul? You don't know? We could whip up some. We could whip up some. Bro size. I could make up some stuff. Yeah. That's I, where we're all. I about. have a. I have a friend in Ottawa who actually got West Nile, and uh, he was the first case of West Nile in Ontario in like 40 years. That or sounds like heavy. That. It, do you know? Is there any correlation between West Nile and malaria? They're both mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, right? yeah, that would be the one. So is there's another mosquito disease going around? Uh, Zika, Zika, Zika virus. Although <clears throat> I've heard, be, I've heard, heard it's wrong. A, I heard it's a government expi- yeah, uh, conspiracy. That's what I heard. It, you know what? Yeah. To, to contain the population, Monsanto, the Brazilian version of Monsanto. Is that is what's killing all the bees? No, no, no. It's <laughs> giving babies big fucking fat. Human heads, is like it bi- fat ones or heads. little ones in Brazil. No, no, the babies come out with these like deformed adult heads. No, they're not adult. No, they just look. They just look not like. It, it looks like they're an aged large. man. Yeah, small. small. That's right. You're they're right. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, no, it's like it's like their no, it's like their up. head. Like their face is normal size, and then their head like goes in. It's like where their head would go right up and have like a dome shape. Yeah, it goes There's, in like uh, like pinhead. I don't know, man. Well, maybe it's just round, but that fucking head looks looks weirdly old. He looks kind of normal to me. Dude, if my baby looked like that, I would not say it looked normal. I, I would say were, I, I would say, say something really. I would aggressive. say drown it in the river. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. This you is were not going say. on, is it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Brazil. Fuck, Brazil see, was look saying, at "Look at that guy. Jesus Christ, these poor little guys. Oh, that, look at that. That poor little thing. Yeah, no, Brazil is so small. Brazil was saying cute. not to have sad. not to have children for like two or three years. I heard about that. That's going to be real hard to enforce. People love to fuck, especially in Christian countries. Especially in a country where you're not giving out condoms. Especially because babies. That's like, a thing. How yeah. many? What percentage would you guys speculate of pregnancies are accidental? Remember Idiot? 90? Uh, what was that movie? Idi- Do you guys ever see Idi- uh, Idiocracy? Idiocracy. Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen it, just wait that's, until Donald Trump is president. That's and coming then, up a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's, it'll be. It'll Trump. happen. Um, I, uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's just can we, <laughs> let's get into the. Let's just record <laughs> Two this minutes episode. in. We're just We're, out. I know. I re, we are recording, so. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I mean, you know, we can edit and stuff. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, we so don't need to. Paul. You're here to talk about what? Malaria. Malaria. This is super serious. It does sound super serious because, like, I don't know. I I, mean, I do know that malaria killed, has killed a fuckload of people. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like, it's still a super serious. I mean, what I've heard. But I don't know much about a malaria. A friend of mine in high school did, a for, did a, an exchange program in Africa. He got malaria. Oh fuck! And he basically said, uh, "Yeah, I had like the I had like it was basically like I had the flu for a few days. I got medication, it went away." Oh, that sounds. But but obviously that medication isn't like super widely available to super poor people in Africa. Well, let's so. let's hear. All right, Paul. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear from Paul. So, how about this? Um, how old are you? Forty. And when did you get malaria? Dude, Paul, you? you look so much younger. I know than 40. he's a young little. Look at that baby face. You're such a young. 40. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. Okay. <laughs> Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. And what, I was in Zambia. F- how, oh, that's why. That's I was, how. I was in Zambia. Yeah. What were you doing in Zambia? Well, 
A long story. I was I was uh, following a girl. Uh, she was there working there. Uh, did I, she know you were following? Yeah, her? yeah. <laughs> okay. we, were, we were together, but she went first, and then uh, I was just looking for. I, I'm a filmmaker and a story writer, and I was, you know, okay. She's in Zambia. I'm going to Zambia. What am I going to do when I'm there? And I just started doing some research for stories to tell. And ground zero on the planet, the worst place for malaria, was this one part of Zambia. So where you were. Where I would, well, the country I was going to, and a certain section of it. So I decided I'm going to look for a story on malaria. So when I landed, within two <laughs> days, I met with the Zambia Malaria Foundation and just started digging, seeing what they were doing to, to fight the disease there and looking so for a story. What you're saying is you were asking for it. Are you wearing yeah. a suit did, of any kind? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not ex- go there expecting to get it. You know, I was taking the antimalarials. I don't really don't know how I ended up getting it, but, you know, I guess it snuck through. How, how do those make you feel, the, the antimalarial pills? Well, I had taken them before. I'd worked in, uh, in Kenya before, and I'd taken a different kind, uh, larium, and I was, that was uh, a trip. Those were the ones that... They make you real sick? Uh, no, they make the you, like, hallucinate in your dreams, right? Incredible oh, really? dreams and yeah. really, you know... I've heard about this. That sounds wild, like... Wild dreams that sounds kind of, sleeps. kind of enjoyable. Uh, or is it bit, so extreme that you're like, get it's me a bit out. intense. Yeah. yeah, it helps. Everybody gets uh, affected differently. I wouldn't say every night was like that, but when, yeah, there's sometimes you you have that, and it's been, uh, it's not as popular anymore. That was uh, back in 2000 when I took. The, the, the ones in Zambia were different. They were uh, um, not nearly as. Uh, Hallucinogenic. They were clearly sugar pills because you yeah. fucking got malaria, dude. Like, so you weren't taking the right ones. So you got there, and then you were like, "I've got to, I've got to make this. I've got to make a film now about malaria." And I can't understand what any of these people who have malaria are saying. So I'll inject myself with it. Is that uh, how you got it? <laughs> it could have been, but no, no. What happened was I he went uh, out at dusk, completely <laughs> naked, well, and just laid. <laughs> On the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Almost that bad. You know what? I, I love photography. And one day when I was at this hospital looking for, looking for a story, doing interviews, and I was walking between uh, the mess and the hospital, I saw this, this dam. And up, it was like at the top, people were walking across the top, and behind them was just open sky. So I could see them silhouetted from head to toe. And I was like, That's, that was where the sun was going to set that night. So I was like, I'm going to come back here at dusk, set up my tripod and my video camera, and it's going to be amazing. And it was. But... I forgot about you no. Know, I was just swarm of mosquitoes, but I just I just knew every picture I was taking was was golden, and I was just like, I got the animals, I'll be fine. And so it was going through your head. It, it did go through your head that you were like, there's mosquitoes on me, but I have anti malaria. It was the greatest pictures I've taken in my life were that 15, 20 minute at, at magic hour in this little valley. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And like clockwork, ten days later, I dropped. That's because that's how long it takes so the parasite when, to to wow. get the deer system and, and when you were there did you assume that every mosquito had malaria no i didn't assume that no but okay. um, I, I guess is that's not really how it is though right <laughs> I like that's think i see what brian's doing here brian's what? making a reference didn't get about it us, about about assumptions that everyone oh <laughs> a- hiv yeah. yeah it didn't hit but yeah. it, I, I it was like, so funny in my head i feel you and uh, Jesus. yeah Oh, man. I'm embarrassed, guys. Carry on. Uh, uh, well, okay. So let's talk about... Let, yeah. Dust. Fuck, Brian. It was, it was Let, Let's talk about malaria as... What do you know about malaria? Oh, that's a big question. Like, what... what I mean, aside from, aside from how it felt in your body, like, what do you... What, it, what can you tell me about malaria? I actually have no fucking idea what malaria is. Aside from it, it, it's 
you can get it from mosquitoes and that like it may be one of the most the highest death rate from any disease like in in the history of diseases well, they, yeah. yeah like Africa they, death mosquitoes some crazy stats out there like you know you can you, there's conflicting stats but in the, you know it's just they're all pretty bad. You know, you can look at it as uh, one person a minute dies. 3,000 Af- kids in sub-Saharan Africa die a day. What Wait, billion? Whoa, fuck. What was whoa, that? What was that what? number? Yeah, there's some numbers you can... 3,000 a day? 3,000 children under five in sub-Saharan Africa a day. How many people How many people in Africa are dying of starvation a day? Like that much? I don't know. You have to Google that. But, you know, it's a, you, know you look at it. That's fucking... Sometimes that's a million a people number. a year die of malaria. There's some Still numbers. today? Yeah. It's 2016. Today? Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh uh, and it's been around. It's been doing this to, free, to the human race for like half a million years. See, I've why? known that. I've they, known they, that it's they, been around forever. And they that's say some why. stats that like half the people on planet Earth have died in the history of humanity have died from malaria. Well, but ha- like how? I read that. I don't know. You know, I'm not an expert on it, but half are- the population in the whole history of the human race of have death. died from yeah. malaria. But how are they like what are they doing then to because I know that you can like donate <coughs> mosquito nets online for example but like what are they doing certain There's, things to- it's imp- improved a lot since 2000 for sure like deaths have dropped I think 50% in some areas you know since 2000 like wow. mosquito nets um are a big big part of that but you know even so you know when I was in Zambia um one of the things that I uh, found quite amazing, and I actually filmed it when I was there, was a lot of mosquito nets were being used for, being used for fishing nets. Or actually witnessed Whoa, the wedding, right. and the wedding dress was a mosquito net. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, what, yeah. what about those uh, tennis racket uh, mosquito zappers? Are they sending those out there? Because <laughs> that should. sounds like they need it. It sounds like they need a lot of those fucking things. You know, I got a stat here that says, for the starvation, 2,500 children are dying each day. And then in the same article it says unsafe drinking water can carry diseases such as malaria and a bunch of other things so i think maybe get it's a malaria mix. through that as well Dude, drink well, I, I don't, I don't know i mean that, but, it's yeah. a, it's a virus is it a virus well, the, the thing about malaria parasite? is really interesting it's a, it, there's a cycle like we're infected you know we get the, the parasite you know we always think oh the mosquito but the mosquito is infected too the mosquito yeah, gets it from us yeah he's oh yeah like when so let's imagine yeah, you're yeah, in a yeah, yeah. The mosquito, there's somebody who has malaria in a hospital bed in a, in a small village in Africa, and um, the mosquito bites that person. Thirsty mosquitoes. And, they're, and the there's actually, they've proven that like actually somebody who has malaria is, um, is a draw for a mosquito. They want, they're drawn to that person, and they, right. they bite them. The, mis- the parasite then goes on this crazy journey that mutates like seven times over the next, in this cycle. So it enters the mosquito, um, mosquitoes, the body fights off, tries to fight off. It loses because the, the parasite um, um, mutates and then uh, infects the mosquito. And uh, then um, the, the cycle continues. The mosquito then uh, travels around, usually lands on a family member, and then injects that parasite through the, the biting. Right. And uh, the um, parasite then travels to the liver. And that 10 days, what I told you earlier about when I was bit, and usually it takes about 10 days because it's this whole cycle. It has to tra- like travel through your body. And your body doesn't know. Your body doesn't react at first. And it travels to your liver first. When and it, it hides out. Oh, oh really? It just hides out and wants to multiply and it mutates again. And once it's mutated to a certain point, it's like saturated. It, ex- it just bursts from your liver. 
and it's now a different parasite. It starts to attack your red blood cells, and your body then fights it. And, it, you, and your, our body, our defenses kill a majority of them, but all they need is a couple. You know, uh, you know, a small portion can then take over red, uh, your red blood cells. And then they start, and then you're, f- and then they fucked. grow and mutate yeah. and expand. That's like back in the day, um, you know, they didn't really understand the disease as much as we do today. But it would come back in cycles every like three to four days, and that's just the the attack of your red blood cells, and then them hiding out and, and growing and growing, and your body cleaning out all the debris, and then releasing and attacking again, and the cycle would continue and continue. Whoa! It until sounds like it sounds like a like a super intelligent. Oh, it's been adapting with us Parasite. for half a million years. Yeah. Well, like, this is the thing about that and like rabies and, and other uh, – is it is parasite the right word or is it virus? Uh, parasite. Parasite. It, they are. Like they, they – they, it's like they have a brain, right? They're like – Oh, they're very smart. They're, they are very smart for you know a living organism. They, they have a mission. They have a goal and they're like, well, we, we, we know what we need to fucking do to make this goal you know, to succeed in this goal and they fucking do it. And they but, use our body as a highway to... But if you go backwards from that, everything's like that. Yeah. We're like that. Yeah, plants, we've, you know. We've, yeah. we, we've, we've evolved from a single-cell yeah. organism because yeah. we survived and, and mutated. And, and figured out the ways to to reproduce. Yeah. And yeah, what's so what dr- what's, What is about. fascinating about malaria being transferred and anything that's transferred via mosquitoes is like, how long does a fucking mosquito live for? Uh, like I think like uh, a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, so I'm, it's like, I'm pretty sure real quick. So like, it's like these things are just. Like, it's it's fascinating that these things are 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 carrying diseases and perpetuating diseases, and they 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 live for like no time at all. Yeah, but they but they manage to basically infect like massive populations of people with diseases. I just there's it, so many. Think about how many mosquitoes there are. Versus people, billions probably billions and billions, and billions. So let's come back to your story. You, you, there's a girl. All right, who's the, who's this girl? This is like you in love with this girl. You, oh yeah, we've been together for a while. You guys yeah. have been together for a while. We Why the fuck is she going to Zambia? Um, she was working uh, with uh, an NGO doing communications. Oh, so we were there doing like docs and yeah, and, and different uh, uh, nonfiction articles for an NGO on children's health. So she sounds uh, like a catch. Mm. Right. Yeah. So you. So you're like, of course, of course. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go across the world. Yeah. To be with this woman. Now, did you have a project in mind before you left, or were you like, I'll figure it out when I get there? Um, malaria. That just new story. I was gonna look for a story on malaria, and when I was there, I found it. Like the reason I picked this spot was two reasons. It was Ground Zero, like the um, the place with the highest prevalence of of malaria infections and deaths, uh, especially for children. It was a really, it was known as a place where, um, uh, you know, you had to be careful. And uh, it also was on a list of potential places for a community radio station to fight um, the misinformation that was going around. So at the time, like, you got to remember, there's a, a traditional medicine, witch doctors, whatever you want to call them, that's very powerful yeah. in Africa, in these particular parts. And, this is from the Zambia Malaria Foundation. They estimate that you know fifty percent of people, when they come with, down with the symptoms, instead of going right to the hospital, go left to the witch doctor. And this guy's just like taking leaves off a tree, chewing on them, <laughs> spitting on them. Who and knows? They're, like, what they're, they're all up their, sticking up your ass, and they're yeah. like, "You're good. You're good to go." Well, some of them, you know, they, they you know, not to discount their what they do. It's just you know sometimes the titration. They don't know the strength of the medicine they're using, and right. a lot of times it's not the right medicine. But but really, the issue is uh, the whole idea of possession. 
because malaria can affect, you know, what I had and most people have is a, a certain kind, um, which is, uh, you know, you get fever, you get ill, you get the shakes, you vomit, but then there's cerebral malaria, which is deadly. That's what most people die from. And when you, that's when you, you exhibit the symptoms of possession in terms of in their culture. So that's when people, cause you start, it's cognitive. Like, de- like demon possession. So that's <laughs> where when people go to these. Oh, in- sorry. Yeah. I was, I was like, what, what kind of possession? Possession what? You mean exactly. like possession as in yeah, yeah. like the exorcist type shit. Exactly. And so oh, fuck. by the time people have sent their family members to the traditional healer and um, these symptoms haven't uh, abated, then usually it's too late. Even when they bring them to the hospital, the doctors are like, well, yeah. you only brought them here yesterday yeah, or the day before. So, so mm. sorry, how much, how much research then, if you knew that you were going there to potentially do a doc on malaria, how much research had you done about the disease itself before you'd left? I, you know, I wasn't an expert in terms of the, the science behind it, but I knew that culturally what, where I was going. And, and I had spent a lot of time with the uh, individuals who worked at the Zambia Malaria Foundation. Did so. you did you know much about like the the symptoms that might be exhibited by somebody who had kind of just caught malaria? Yeah, so but then, even so, I was when I got it. You know, I didn't. You're like, eh, yeah, that's I thought I was dehydrated. I just got a cold. If you yeah. if you type in a list of symptoms into a into Google, oh, yeah. it's like Everything you could up. have one of these seven thousand <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, it's so easy to think to just go. Oh, I have. I have the flu. So, you, so you go down to this uh, this small town, Ground Zero. Well, it was a it was a like a, a bush hospital. Like okay. I got a little small plane, two seater, flew for three hours through thunderstorms. Oh, so it's in a field. literally in the middle of fucking uh, nowhere. Really in the middle of nowhere. Okay, yeah. way and, way off. And is your uh, your girl at the time? Is she coming with you? No, or I'm by she's, myself. Okay, so you're just like I'm going to go on this little thing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, shoot shoot some shit, talk to some people, look for a story. Yeah, look for a story, yeah. and then. And then how long from like the day you land in this in this kind of like but fuck nowhere Zambia to the point of going oh yeah that was probably day 3 so I I landed <laughs> I did a bunch of interviews and uh there was this hill that looked you could see it in the distance like 3 kilometers away it was called Kalani Hill and they believe it's where you know around that area where the Zambezi River starts and it's it's a mythological hill in there in the in the local Lunda people's storytelling and uh I knew that the original bush, the original hospital from the 1890s was up there, the ruins of it. They had the original missionaries trekked in from the Atlantic coast in Angola in the 1890s, saw that hill and, and went up there to get a break from malaria because it's a little bit higher, a little bit drier. Uh, they could see any threats that might come to them. But then eventually they moved down. I couldn't really get an answer of why they abandoned it. But after like two days there, I said, you know, third day, I'm like, I want to check that place out. So I had no more work to do that day. I put my my hiking boots on and I started trekking through the, the jungle to head towards this hill to go look for the ruins. And uh, along the way, I saw these kids who were trying to get some mangoes out of a tree. I helped them out a bit through some rocks and uh, kept you, going. At the just kids, on, you threw rocks at the kids? Yeah, That's really weird. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you on your own? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just being a tripod and a camera and just some water. And, and I kept going and they followed me. And I'm so thankful they did because when I got to the top, I found the ruined village. I found found the tennis court. I found like vines and trees growing through buildings. It was all overgrown. And I found a graveyard. And one of the graves was of this Dr. Fisher. He was this revered doctor from the area. There's a whole mythology built up around him. But I so took a cool. knee to take a picture of his grave. And that was crazy, the timing. But that's when, the, like I said earlier, the parasites must have just decided my liver, they were done with it and they were going to 
could tack oh, my red blood That was the moment? Yeah, because I, I took a knee and I couldn't get up. And I just was like, okay, I just, I figured, I looked at my wall, my, I was really, really hot. It was like 35 degrees out. I'd been hiking for an hour. I was like, oh, I must be dehydrated. So I just sort of sat down. What, did, what did you sudden? feel? Like, what was the, what were you feeling in your, did it, did I just you have couldn't pain? stand up. No, I was just really weak, really, really weak. And, you know, imagine like red blood cells take oxygen to your, around your body. That's what you need for energy. So it's, that's clearly what was happening. But at the time I just thought, I'm tired. I was taking antimalarials, remember? So I just, that didn't even cross my mind at that time. Yeah. So I sat down, I drank my whole water bottle. I said, I'll just wait it out. And these kids now, like, are they trying to steal your gear and run away and just leave you for dead? <laughs> oh, they're man. watching me. They're just like watching <laughs> me like, from a distance. This, yeah, and they're just like, and then they kept saying, undotu, undotu, undotu. And that means, uh, that's this doctor's name. And I thought they were just talking about the man, but it means doctor in general as well. And they wanted me to take me. Oh, they were like, they're you like, need to see a doctor, they, bro. They could we, tell. We see the, oh, we've seen yeah. this shit. Yeah. And Whoa, so then that's crazy. I got, I slowly got up against a tree and tried to walk and fell down. And then the the older boy, they were only like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. And, they, and then they, he, he came up to me and he's like, he said doctor again. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. So I gave him my tripod and the camera and my backpack. And they took me on this, like we, I, we had done this zigzag path up the hill and they just took me straight down and through their little village first. Because the, the hospital was about four kilometers away. And we went through their village. All the adults were long gone. They're out in the fields. They're out at market or something. And so it was just these other, they gathered up their friends, other kids under 10 oh, years man, old. Oh, man, it's like the, the Goonies or some shit. <laughs> and they got a wheelbarrow. The African Goonies. And they got this wheelbarrow, this like handmade oh wheelbarrow. God. And these like th- three kids on each handle got up behind me and they're like pointed to it like I should get in. And I was like, no, no. But, you know, I'm not going to get in. I think I can walk. So I, st- I would take like 10 steps, sit down. And the whole time, they're just, these six kids are like, <laughs> they're like, he's going to fall in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, they're at just some holding point. the yeah. wheelbarrow behind me in case because I they fell. they know. They're like, he's going to collapse. He's totally going to collapse. So for about an hour, we did this. And I would stop and take a break. And I kept going. And then when I got, I saw the doctor's house. I didn't go to the hospital. His house was first. It was on the outside of the village. And when I finally got on his like mowed green lawn, I don't remember anything else. I just fell over. And Whoa. woke up oh, on his fuck. couch, dude. Th- so yeah. I hope this were you is, filming like a this movie? Yeah, yeah. I took pictures. No, I, <laughs> at first, but then once it hit, I was I gave everything to the kids. Yeah, you were like, take yeah. this shit. Yeah. Now, yeah. could you, have Timmy, died? film from that angle over there? <laughs> yeah. Make sure you totally pull a Survivor man. You're just setting up shots. Whenever I look, whenever I look over to the right horizon. Zoom. <laughs> you know, you know, Les Stroud would have pulled that shit. He would have been like, "Well, I'm dying, but uh, we have to get this shot. This is this has the to sweat be on my forehead is essential." <laughs> Could you have died though? Like, do you think if those kids weren't there, like, do you think you would have just kind of collapsed in that ruin and and maybe not be found for a few days? No, I think I would have. It would have been. Uh, I would have taken a lot longer. Like the confidence I had, knowing if I did fall, that these kids would throw me in a wheelbarrow does help yeah you know but yeah. i you know i wouldn't have uh i wouldn't have just stayed up there i would have fallen down the hill in some way <laughs> so you just rolled what did, it, yeah. what did it feel like i mean I, anybody who's traveled extensively i'm sure it goes through a period where they get super sick and i've been sick away and it's like that's the worst thing. I mean, regardless of i, I mean i didn't have anything nearly as serious as and life-threatening as malaria but just there, just to be sick, yeah. There's a sense of helplessness, so right? Far away because from you're home. so far away from home, and especially, I mean, and me and you, like, we can relate in terms of Taylor and I can can relate in terms of talking about Brazil. You know, we were staying in this place in the jungle, and I remember I got really sick, 
And you're three or four hours away from you're you're a good chunk of time away from like a legit hospital, right? Yeah, it, it there is this like almost alienating. And I'd do anything to go home. I'd spend yeah. any amount of money. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. spend any amount of money. You're just like, give me Dude, the fuck I got I got really sick in another malaria hotspot in India, and uh, and I went to this shady little hospital, and they gave me medication. And as far as I know, I'm not allergic to anything, but. Well, until this point, because I took this medication, my whole face swelled up, and I, I just thought I was gonna die. And, you, and I just to this day, you don't know what that medication was. No, no, because I couldn't read the package. They didn't tell me what it was. That's they were fun. just like, "You need this, take it." And at that point, I was in so much pain, just feeling sick, that I was like, "I'll, yeah, sure, I'll take whatever." They must know. Like I, I just put my faith in in these guys who I I trusted and. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's she weird though? Like, I I totally get that. Like, I feel like I was so fortunate because when I fell down on the lawn, I knew I was falling down on the lawn of like this. You this, made he was it. a Welsh doctor yeah. who had been living there. Yeah. You know, he started there in his in his youth. His name was Doctor Davies, uh, Vivian Davies, an amazing man. And when he retired, he believed it was it was all very religious there, and he believed he'd have, he'd have a calling somewhere to go help in the world. Never thinking he'd go back to where he had done, you know, his his studies in his youth when he went or his service in his youth, and he he went back in his he was in his mid late sixties, I believe, and um, you know, I had interviewed him the day before, so I knew he knew what he was talking about because he he did surgery while fighting malaria. He's had malaria countless times. Like people who live there get it a All lot. All the time. Yeah, Whoa. it's it's you know it's pretty common. So he. You know, he knew what he was doing. So I knew I was in good hands. So, um, and his wife took amazing care of me. You know, had they had you know bananas and pineapples growing on their property and making me smoothies every oh, morning. Nice. So, so I, I had it easy. You know, I didn't get the cerebral. Uh, don't lie to us. It. You faked having malaria just so you get those smoothies, <laughs> didn't you? But, but they, they knew right away. Like as soon as you got dropped on the lawn, they were like, "Well, that's the cool part." Malaria. There's a, there's a lab there. You know, very simple lab, but enough to you know they draw your blood. And uh, he uh, he actually came over with a um, actually by day the next day I could actually walk a bit I was exhausted but you know I was still pretty sick but he's like you should probably come over and take a look at this and I went into the lab which was very close you know put my eye to the microscope and I saw you know one of my red blood cells just exploded whoa you know? really and he's just like that's happening. in real time you watched no it I saw up? the 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 left yeah, the, the remnants chest. of it oh yeah wow and uh, and that you know was part of the. They had to prove that you know they had to see if it was just a, a fever or some kind of other illness, but no, that was that proved it. Is he saying that like when you when you when malaria is present in your body, like <clears throat> that's happening, that's happening like over and over and over again? To oh your yeah, so it's like that's just it, it, yeah, incredible amount. That's crazy. That that's is, why like that is nuts. We have a, you know we're similar size grown men. You know, um, we have a lot, lot more than a child. That's why children are so susceptible. They have less red mm-hmm. blood cells. They have their immunity is. Yeah, it's um, just going to be ramped up the whole process. It's yeah, because it's moving at the same rate in in through a smaller system. Exactly. So you go in. Uh, this this Welsh doctor takes you in, fixes you up, uh, or does he fix you up? Like, what's that process? What you're? Are you just kind of staying with them now? Yeah, you're. You just rest, stay real hydrated, and, and take uh, a treatment. And, and it changes a lot, like depending on the area, because certain we talked about parasite. This parasite. Um, uh, falciparum is the kind that's in this area. And 
it just is so adaptable and keeps changing. And it, you know, they have to constantly change the the medicine and the doses and the combinations of medicines so that the um, uh, the parasite doesn't uh, adapt too quickly to um, no longer be uh, what's the word like resistant exactly. to, to drug, resistant. drug resistant exactly. Yeah. So the kind they gave me, I believe he said the root of it was like a twenty five hundred year old Chinese cure. Um, Get the fuck out! Yeah, wow. I think it was called Quartum, I believe the name. I have to look it up again, but yeah, there's there's many many different. Kinds. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I believe it's Quartum. Quartum. <laughs> quartum. Reminds me of when Owen Wilson in Zoolander is telling the stories of his travels, <laughs> and then I realized I w- I've never even been to Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> how like how how well are they stocked with medication in such a, rem- a remote? Area. Well, since it's ground zero, you know it's it's the the worst area. I, they had low. quite a bit. So yeah. they're are, would you say that they're better off than uh, a lot of other kind of? Well, um, say say if you flew, areas? if you got malaria, say like I said, there's a ten day, fourteen day incubation where you know, right. you know, if you got on, you got it in Africa. Say I got on a plane the next day and flown somewhere else where there is no malaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it actually it might take a little while for them to even consider testing you for it if you didn't tell them where you had been. Yeah. Right. No, and then that's yeah, yeah. not a common medication to keep in Halifax for sure. So, you know, you never know. Because um, that's why all those those signs at the airport, they're like, hey, if you're exhibiting these symptoms and you've been to that place, call your doctor right away. Because you, you could very easily not link it. I've never seen those at the airport. No? No. Oh, it's always like, if you've been to West Africa? Uh, yeah, but the, the, I, I believe the reason that is, it, it, when you go through customs, that came up. It, that's only recent. That, that's due to Ebola. That's the Ebola thing. That's oh. Ebola, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I but think then, but even then, SARS. Yeah, well, it says it for Ebola, Definitely but then it Ebola. also says like, it, well, I was in Heathrow last week, so it said like, it said Ebola, but then it's like, oh, and, and also... You know, these are also the risks. Oh, malaria, never saw and that. All this stuff, and it's like if you've been to these places and you're exhibiting these kind of symptoms, like that 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 might not just be the flu. Yeah, right. So interesting, uh, Paul. When you when you're with this doctor, uh, how how difficult was it to communicate uh, with your girlfriend who's not in the same? Oh, my area family. Nobody knew I had it. Yeah, I was. I was off the grid for on a your own accord. Oh, oh, so you just couldn't contact. I didn't really want to call them. I didn't want anybody to know until I was. Freaking I had out. good news. Yeah, right. And I knew I would soon enough. Was that idea. was that tough? Did you feel? I, I mean, it sounds like you were in a pretty good place with this Welsh doctor. But did, was it tough, kind of being there without friends and family and trying to? Well, those two kids that that were there out? when I fell never left my side. They were awesome. So they no showed way. up after like the next day. Uh, they showed up the next morning and. Uh, and it was fun because what we did is they came in, I taught them how to use my camera, and I would send them out on missions to take pictures. No. And they would go out and take pictures of things, come back, and, and then their friends. And next thing you know, there was 12 kids sitting around my couch, and we'd look at the pictures they'd taken that morning, and then I'd say, oh, go find me pictures of this, and they'd go out and come back. And then one day, the boy, his name was Chiwea, I remember he came running in, he had this like just bug-eyed and just terrified and just gave me the camera. And... I was like, what's wrong? Full what's of going your, on? Your what's, dick what happened? pics. What <laughs> came across all your dick pics. <laughs> this girl comes screaming in, a teenage girl, and she's like, why are you snapping pictures of me? He had been taking a picture, and she walked through, <gasps> and she was so furious that oh, he had taken no. the picture. I mean, he was terrified, and I had to go on the phone <laughs> oh, and, and show her. This sounds like <laughs> such a storybook <laughs> it travel It is. Experience. It fucking is. 
And okay, but this is the thing. It is, and you have it documented. Yeah, you know, I did film a lot of it. I just uh So you have all this stuff, but did you ever do anything with it? Well, what happened? It's uh <laughs> So I was there. The, the the story was uh we had developed and it was with the film board, but it was um prior to being my my joining, I was a director freelance. It was uh, sure. um Mosquito FM. It was, it was about these radio stations. So these radio stations, these little small radio stations are going to be dropped into these um rural communities, broadcast just regionally, local music and local messaging around malaria. And uh, they were going to train youth and women in the communities uh, to be reporters, give them bicycles, dictaphones, send them out to gather stories. And I was going to follow that for one rainy season, which is when malaria is the worst. And that was the whole plan. Um, what happened is, you know, the Zambia Malaria Foundation came on board. Lots of people came on board. It was looking, we were, we were looking like we had a good story. Um, got back to Canada, wrote this article, you know, did a lot of work on it. It was... Uh, Everything was going great. And then I woke up one morning and the president of Zambia died of a massive heart attack. And uh, in short work, every contact I had just, just dissipated. Dis- disappeared. Uh. Programs changed and that, that didn't happen, at least as far uh. as I know. But, um, you know, when you develop, when you're making films, you have many, many seeds planted. You know, that was one of many at the time. And it was a great adventure, you know, so, so <laughs> now I'm here. Cool. Do you think that... Um, I mean, years later, you have. You, I'm assuming you still have the footage, and you still have these stories. You know, you got the paper right there in front of you. Would like? Do you feel like you would want to do something with that now, or like, or kind of go back, like go back there and see this Welsh doctor, or try to go back there and find that kid that you know that maybe it could have saved your life. Yeah, All this, the, definitely. Yeah. The Welsh doctor sounds like a cool character. I know. Yeah. This is a character, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Can I see that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've thought about going back a lot of times. Um, I looked for the footage before I came on here. Just, just I couldn't find it. I have many, many, many drives, lots of footage of my travels. But I do. I, during that time on the doctor's couch, I did turn the camera on myself a lot to document how I was feeling. And I've never looked at that footage. I really want to. Oh man, I would. I would absolutely love to see. <clears throat> that you probably, I'm sure you remember it differently than it was. Yeah, in, in you know, in ways. Even reading this article that I wrote afterwards, just to just to refresh myself of the adventure, I I remembered a lot of things that I'd long I'd forgotten. Mm-hmm. After there, there's a, at the end there on like I don't know it's page eight or so. There's a picture of a young man in a yellow shirt and a cowboy hat. He was really interesting. So. I'm in this malarial fever. I I didn't realize that uh, I lost track of days. That basically, and I had that that plane that I took in. Yeah, that guy. That's the local chief. So he had. Yeah, this guy looks badass. Yeah, he was like the chief for like one week. The previous chief had died at like 94. He told me this is. He told me that they put him in his throne and dropped him in the Zambezi River. <laughs> that was what he told me. <laughs> yeah, and so he took over. He was a mechanic. He took over as the chief of this of the Lunda people in this part, and uh, I met him. Because I went back to that field to catch that plane and realized I was like a day and a half late. I totally lost track of time. So the plane, there was a note on a tree. We were here. <laughs> you weren't. Sorry. Oh, what? My God. So, and I had to get a flight back to London like in like 48 hours. And I was way out there. So I had to start this 48-hour trek back to Lusaka, the capital. And on the first night, I stopped. Like a hike? You were just walking? Uh, no, just I, I, oh. I took the hospital, got me out of the 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 dirt roads but to sure. a main place and took a bus. Okay. And I met this guy in that first guest house and it was amazing. He, he had these two attendants 
that sat on each side, always on the ground. And one had had these giant feathers. They would wave him, and he had this cane with this uh, this, this, this jeweled cane, and he would sit there. (laughs) With the mosquito, was a ball, and had a mosquito. He was an interesting man. He sounds like a pimp. Yeah, he does sound very pimp. Sounds like the guy who runs Jurassic Park. (laughs) 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 Is that what he guy? Is that the Jurassic Park guy has? Yeah, is it a yeah, spider yeah. or a mosquito? It's, it's a mosquito like, in uh, in amber. So you then you you came home and then you told your friends and family that you had malaria. When I got back to Lusaka, um, then I told them. But how yeah. long were you on the couch for? Four days. Four and, days. And like, what like what, what were you going through in the fever? Like, were you did you have like vomiting and like intense fever and all? What were the symptoms? Yeah, like? yeah, intense fever, um, extreme um, lethargy, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, vomiting. You know, all the you're shaking. You're, you know, it's it's pretty. You know, but at the same time, I've been I spent a lot of time in the hospital, and um, a lot of people had it a lot worse because yeah. when it goes, the cerebral malaria is the one that's looks yeah. What is unbearable. what is that? Do you? I mean, did you, you see anybody? Symptoms, but what is Many, the yeah. with with the with the with the like the cerebral one? Yeah, you saw? incredible. What's that like must be must be the worst. Yeah, headaches of you can imagine. Yeah, they really just everybody just holding their heads, wrapping them in cold cold cloths. It's and, just like hardcore migraine. Are they are they kind of? It's a pressure, right? You're, there's, there must but be mentally, are they are they kind of acting out or or no? Just just it's um, not like it's not like kind of zombie yeah esque outbreak you said, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, when you said possession, I was picturing that they were like talking in tongues and you know just not that I saw. No, there are these people that you know they're not. Uh, it's just uh, well, you're, holding you're your losing. Head. Yeah, you're holding your head. It's hard to concentrate. Yeah, I'm sure. it's I hard get to it be, now. If you're like, rocking, if now. you're rocking back and forth. You might seem like someone's someone, sure. someone's inside your head, yeah. and then on the edge of losing their mind. Yeah, and rocking back and forth in the corners, scratching at the wall, yeah. um, bleeding from your eyes, yeah. things like that. Like, <laughs> hissing, like yeah. hissing like a snake. Just yeah. the norm. Just the norm. Yeah. I got it. This is one turning, of the stories. Cr- turning crucifixes on the wall upside down with just your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you get your podcasts. Would I ever, I have a lot of friends of kids and whenever like I'm on read the book duty, you know, bedtime, you know, read a story. I always tell this one story from that happened when I had malaria and kids love it. So I was, uh, you guys seem like a bunch of kids. So I'll share yeah, 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 please. <laughs> so I'm on this couch and, uh, I hear this crazy commotion. Everybody's running around screaming and they're screaming. I don't know. I you know language I don't understand. And uh, I asked Shuea, the boy, like he was doing the photography with me. And I was like, what's going on? They're looking for Slingshot Boy. And I was like, that's, who's that? (laughs) Who's Slingshot Boy? (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) And so what happens in these hospitals? You can imagine people walk days and days and days to get there. You know, some of them um, strapped unconscious to a back of a bicycle. You know, they're bringing their family Whoa. members. And when oh they come, God. their whole family comes. And they, so in the courtyards of the hospital, they set up little, you know, kitchenettes, little tents, and their family all live there while their loved one is in the wards. So uh, I guess 
Slingshot Boy had been there for uh, a month or so, a few weeks, uh, because one of his, I think it was older sister, was suffering from malaria and she was in one of the wards. And this black mamba, this crazy oh, snake, yeah. had got into the chicken coop. The most, I'm, well, I'm basing this off of Kill Bill, but the most poisonous snake in the world, according to Kill Bill. Yeah, so... That was what was happening, and they were looking for this kid because I guess he had earned a reputation as pretty good with the slingshot while they were there, and the nurses were all looking for him. They're like, they get that kid him. in here. And I'm just, I'm just getting updates every 10 minutes from, you know, from my couch. Sure. And this kid shows up with a slingshot, kills the black mamba, saves the day. No. I hear all the cheering. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, hear, didn't see a thing, but you know, followed it oh, from a distance, man. and I thought... Wow, like that kid must feel like a million bucks right now. God, what a what a fucking insane experience. You know, like I mean everybody like I know I've got I've traveled quite a bit in my life, I feel like, and I've had these these crazy experiences too. Like I think that's just I always tell people that travel is the most valuable education out there. Like hands down. Hands down, without a doubt, the most valuable form of education is just go out into the world. You can become Completely an extremely agree. cerebral and intelligent individual without any formal education if you travel. Just travel. Totally. You know? Like these stories, I mean, these are these experiences that you've you've had. I mean, I with with you especially for, you know, your work as a documentary filmmaker and producer, like you <clears throat> the stories that you see We've had a couple that, together. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. And it's like and those it's those kinds of experiences that you'll just you'll never forget and they really do they they turn you into the human that you that you are. No, they change like, you. They I was reading something today. I was reading a, you know, like a fucking Facebook quote thing. Uh, Did Brian post it? I think Brian posted it. It was in cursive for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Sounds and, like something. Uh, like it said something like, you know, you can go away for months at a time and you can come home and, you know, your coach will be the same, your TV will be the same, your apartment will be the same, but your mind will be different. And damn. At the end of the, like, and, and that changes everything. Yeah. So the oh, more of the story is go out and get malaria. Like, you know, get malaria. That's, uh, it honestly I think that's is. what like, we're trying I, to say. I, I can't. You can't regret it. I mean, you can't you know wish what? you hadn't had it. There's a kind of malaria. There's one kind you can get that comes back over and over again. It's, it's a different strain. What the fuck? That really? one. You don't want that no one. No way. Don't get that one. Yeah, you know what? Like, it's true. Like, you know, uh, you're doing a film about malaria. <laughs> you get malaria. It gives you a bit of credibility, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. But, uh, mar- and just the experience, like the doctor and okay. the coach okay. and the kids. Sure, and, like, sure. Amazing experience. I, I totally think that I understand what you're saying, Taylor, but also malaria <laughs> has killed the most killing people, people all the time. Of no, but it's in life. Hindsight. And, he has hindsight. Sure, yeah. he's okay in, now. in Paul's case, yeah, in Paul's yeah, case, in Paul's case I'm, not, I'm not telling, I'm not asking a dead kid to <laughs> but, go, oh yeah, I don't, I don't regret anything about malaria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just want to say malaria is fucking badass, shitty disease, but in Paul's case, you know, worked out pretty And did it work and, out in your case, Paul, because you are a, a, a physical a, specimen, a, a wealthy white man that's not from Zambia? Well, I, and I don't mean that in, in any kind of racist way, but I just mean that like y- you have money and you're in this country and, and you go, oh, I get this illness and this illness kills a bunch of people all the time. And this place is full of poverty and, or, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, is, is third world country is that is that like politically correct? 
whatever. I think you're, third world is politically. Yeah, is it trash. okay? So you're in a place that like, is it because people don't have the access to the meds that they need? Is that why people are dying, or is it because of this whole like you were saying, like like they go to the witch doctor, and then they just they don't they don't they're not educated enough to to act. There's a lot of factors. Um, you know, I'm not an, again. I'm not an expert on malaria. Just in my experience, but in reading about it, there's uh, you know the certain there's a lot of different um, species of mosquitoes and the, and the kind that there live a longer time, and uh, I believe that uh, that's part of the the factor is is that they're just more aggressive they're more they, they bite humans more and they live longer and you know that combined with less irrigation um less access to medicine and and possibly even you know a uh, higher prevalence of of traditional medicine taking them away from what would cure them quite easily all these things combined for sure um but it's just it's, a cocktail of yeah it's, of it's a lot of, and also people that you know and also, also like you got to remember that you know, um, you know, there's a lot of other issues facing people in sub-Saharan Africa. HIV, a lot of things yeah. like that can make people um, weak and their immune system very weak, so they're more susceptible when they get right, of multiple of, of these things. You know, malaria being just one of many. Yeah. So that's that is all that together makes this a really horrible disease for sub-Saharan Africa, and why you know why a lot of pe- people's efforts are focused on that area. How do you how do you pay for that treatment there? Yeah, like, well, yeah. Th- there anybody who shows up in malaria is going to get treated at this hospital. It's not a matter of money. It's coming like the average income is a dollar a day there. Like that's the the this is a this was a missionary hospital. Okay, so uh, hospital churches yeah. churches around the world, mostly the United States and England and Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, were um, raising money, and okay. the doctors there as a volunteer. Uh, the nurses, are, you know, the, the, there's an Australian and a New Zealander and Dr. Davies, and uh, they're all there just with, they get a house, and they're there on their retirement to to, to volunteer and, and help. They're not, Man, they're not there for any other yeah, reason. They're there as a calling. It, it, they're there to help. That's good to know, because yeah. I thought that I, I, my friend in high school who said, like, oh, yeah, it was easy for me to get treated because, like, I'm... Uh, I'm an American and I've got money and I, and I always associate it with the, with the money thing. But, uh, I mean, obviously it makes sense that in a, in a country that's running rampant with malaria that everyone would get treated, but it's a, it's a fresh perspective to know that like, I would have never thought that they're being deterred by witch doctors. <laughs> it's, it's amazing though. I'll tell you one thing. I was interviewing, um, the head of the Zambia malaria foundation, a man that had been, um, I believe he did his, his, his legal degree in Germany. He was fluent in English. He was my first point of contact. He, he was the one who pointed out as this Claney Hill area as being the place I should go. He's the one who prepped me. He's he the one who got the plane set up. This guy, you know, he, we movie. met many yeah. times. And still, at the end of my trip, um, when I came back, we did an interview before I flew out. And, you know, great interview. Explained to me all the issues and did it all on camera. And when we're talking about this, this 50-50 split where people get their signs and some go to the witch doctor and some go, and, you know, I'll, I, don't, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was, you know, we're talking about, you know, it looks like possession and, and most of them, you know, they should go to the doctor. They should go to, they should go to Dr. Davies, unless it's a genuine case of possession. 
<laughs> and then they should go to the witch doctor. And that just blew my mind. Oh, man, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's like when you're talking yeah. to a, when you're talking to a lawyer and then uh, and then you start talking about politics and he's like, and that's why I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> and you're like, wait, but aren't you a lawyer? Hold on uh, a minute. Oh, damn it. God. <laughs> yeah, that's uh well that's a thing, right? Like that's that's a legit But that's, that's a cultural fuck, thing. But that's it, but it also exists here too. You know what I mean? Like I mean we were just watching a documentary on Pentecostal uh, tent revival, uh, is that right? It was Pentecostal Pente- tent- yeah. Pentecostal preaching, Pre- preaching through the tent revival scene, yeah, right? And yeah. and you know, like these people who you'd you'd stand next to them in in line at the bank, and later that night they're laying on the ground convulsing with their arms up in the air because the 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 power of Christ compels them, and it's <laughs> it's like shaking the fucking sin out of them. That. That exists. That exists. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's out there. You, I mean, we're just we're, we're just here. We're past the. We're you know. I think, you, I think we're past the witch doctor how stuff. Do you, how do you react to that statement in the moment? I was so shocked. <laughs> I you know I really was. But then I got home and literally it's like the last twenty four hours I'm in Zambia. I'm I'm still kind of weak. I, I just I just didn't have the energy to to like to to know what to do there. I was just like, wow, that's really. Interesting, and I went back, and uh, I mentioned it to my my girlfriend and her friend, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they've been there a lot longer than me. I've been there for two months. They've been there for six. And then I remember there was uh, like you ain't the local newspaper. Yet. They're, they're like, like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there's there's local. genuine possessions, of yeah. course. You think that's they're like he's like look open the news open this newspaper. I looked and I went to like the classified section, and you could like there were witch doctors like there were witch doctors advertising like in the main city that they'd come to your house, and she's like, "Oh yeah, these guys have you know." Fancy cars, and they they show up for whatever you need fixed. And then there was an article that happened to be that 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 week. It was like the local um, or the national soccer team um, was. There was a lot of controversy because they had sacrificed a chicken in in the in the game uh, in, the, in the locker room before a big game. And, you know, some of the team really weren't into it. Yeah, it was. A, it's, it's some of the teammates were like. Some of the teammates were actually just like they, they made they the came news. From, the they came news, from the right? west, and they were like, Guys, "What oh the God. fuck is going on?" Yeah, I listened to this uh, story on CBC uh, sometime last year, and I can't remember what country it was. It was in Africa. I can't remember what what African country, and um, it was uh, this issue where people were. Um, People were 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 chopping off guys' dicks uh, because <laughs> where is this funny already? <laughs> and selling them on the black market to witch doctors because it was in to, high it, demand. It's in high demand. It was yeah. in high demand for a witch doctor to make a certain type of remedy out of a human's penis. That's the thing, though, about it, when you get into witch doctory. You know, like it's a lot harder to get that stuff these days. I mean, yeah. people are, you know, a lot less people are are willing to give you their dick. And but for you real, have to find ways of, of getting it. I'm it's, talking about like a, a story where they were like, oh, it's commonplace right now in this specific city or country for a, a mob to basically uh, form and then for a man to be held down while someone chops his dick off with oh, a machete. Oh, I was picturing like a dick donor clinics. 
I mean, this is forced dick dick stealing. So not like voluntary <laughs> forced dicks. Not voluntary dick. No, this donor. is not vorin, voluntary uh, dick donor. Yeah, there is it. There is. Uh, well, this is a whole, another whole kind of other conversation. But there is that guy in Germany who is like who 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 offered up his dick. Uh, if someone would cut off his dick and they would come over and eat it, and the the cop was like, "I'll do it." And he put it up on like Kijiji, like the German form of Kijiji. You never heard of that? What? Yeah, the, yeah. Did this, it happen? Did it follow through? Uh, yeah, it fucking happened. Yeah, the guy was like, "I would like someone to come over, cut off my dick, and eat it with me." And uh, they, the guy, he found a, a, a cop. I think the guy was a cop. I think Did they I think like, he was pan like, fried or? Yeah, they they cooked the fucker up and they both sat down and ate it. And then I think both of them got arrested uh, or some shit. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Paul. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Malaria. <laughs> Back to malaria. Um, I, I yeah, want to know which, which wanna, doctory though is yeah. it is a, it's it's we live in such a fascinating world. We live Traditional in such a fascinating healers. world. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's what that's I do. The, I do want to know uh, about your friends and family's reaction to because like it, when I hear the word <coughs> malaria and somebody tells me that they had or malaria and I heard that you had malaria, I was like, fuck, that sounds really fucking scary. So what was the reaction like from? <coughs> Well, when it's here. over and you're fine, you know, the reaction is very quick. And it's just, but they're, it's yeah, like, they're probably oh, like, cool. holy <laughs> shit, Paul, you asshole. Why didn't you tell us? Yeah, well, they're kind of like, oh, okay, I'm glad you didn't that, in a way, did, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was, it, honestly, there wasn't much reaction. I, I had prepped them pretty well. I guess and, you know, that question didn't really, didn't really have much, much, <laughs> much to it. I was hoping for some really, like, like emotional. Some, some like, <laughs> very some stoic break, family. Yeah. Some breakdowns. <clears throat> yeah. My mother couldn't cope with it. She's never recovered. <laughs> it's been eight years. She chopped my dad's dick off and sent it to a witch doctor to We're try to, try to, to fix me. And I already told her I was fixed. Um, yeah, but coming back to... I know we should really leave that thing alone, but coming back to that witch doctor thing oh, is that it is, it, it, is, it is for us to sit here and laugh at it because like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Well, that shit exists here too because... Just as insane and crazy as it sounds, that there's a you know what, what did you call it a, a natural healer or whatever traditional traditional, traditional healer, healer like a witch doctor, yeah, yeah. witch doctor dude homeopathy is the fucking dude this is the second recording in yeah. a row where you've torn homeopathy a new a new one you know what because if there's any I don't know form, anything about if, it so if I'm there's not, I'm not there's either it, I mean, I'll say it right now and and you can hate on me if you want but not if my opinion if there's any this is my opinion the last time you said this you said I'll say it right now I'll say it right now if there's a if there's a form of therapy that says these are sleeping pills and someone is willing to go I'll take all of these sleeping pills in one downing and nothing happens that just goes to show you that it's it's just fuckery. Is, is that it's, a thing? It, yeah, that know? is a fucking thing. Dude, homeopathy is the practice of taking, you know, the 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 compound that makes up that medication, diluting it down to point zero 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 point one of, you know, whatever it is that makes up that drug and then yeah. gives it, it it's sugar pills. Oh. Well that, okay. that sounds that does sound crazy. Yeah, right? It does. Um, but do you have you ever had more sources? Have you ever had Reiki done? We'll talk about. It. I did have had Reiki done, and do you feel like it works? It's silly. <laughs> uh, I disagree. You're gonna have someone hover their hand over you, and that's gonna heal you. I think that there's a a, a powerful mental uh, connection that can that can make because just the same way a that placebo. A placebo now, don't get me wrong. I do. I do believe. I, and yeah, and this is the thing: is I will buy that. If you're going to use homeopathy and you're going to use Reiki, 
These are preventative measures. These are not to treat real no, time no, no, no. Sh- real time shit. These but are- some people do. Some people have cancer and they go, "I'm going to take the homeopathic route." And some of that is silly. But largely, for the most part, a lot of more traditional and it's like Eastern medical practices, they are you. They are much more effective as preventative medicine. Okay, let's shelve this. But let's <laughs> for sure have this debate on the next host episode. So, Paul, Deal. we'll and we'll just we'll take this this little chunk out. We can. What just do take you got out. for us? Uh, you know what? Just wanted to. I was just looking at this some of my stuff I'd written back in the day and just around the whole idea of superstition. You mentioned, is it okay if I like read something Dude, from this? F- yeah, yeah like, totally. read, read I was thinking you're talking about look. superstition. You're talking about, you know, to. our minds, you know, this mindset we have, what we, how we've grown up versus how other people have grown up. And that's, yeah. you know, if we've been told a certain thing our entire lives, you know, we grow up very differently and we have different beliefs and different superstitions. But this Dr. Fisher, this, this man who, um, the Welsh grave, doctor. No, the man whose grave I was at. Oh, right. When I, when I was, you know, basically dropped with malaria, um, mm. you know, he was a missionary that came out and would have been the first time the, pe- the Lunda people had met a Christian uh, and uh, would have been the 1890s. And uh, so did there's, they, a, there's did an they, interesting story just, I discovered from his journal. Go ahead. Quick, quick question. Did they ever think or did they initially think that because you were at Dr. Fisher's grave that you had just been possessed or cursed by the spirit of Dr. Fisher. Oh yeah, did you get any of that like witch doctor or like superstition put on you? No, not at all. Because like, everybody is cerebral. Anybody who, who lives or um is around this hospital, um they're either the son, daughter, mother, brother, uncle of a of a nurse or a, a, an a orderly um helping in the hospital. They they're very knowledgeable of right. what malaria is. They They're, understand what you write. Oh, yeah. The vast majority of the, of, of the people I met knew exactly what it was and, yeah. and, uh, and were trying to spread the word around their communities to um, be aware of the symptoms and come to the hospital right away. I'll just read you this one story. You can cut it out yeah. if you want. No, but no, it's, no, no. I, I find it, it. When I was doing research, I found this uh, really interesting. So I remember this is like 1900s, right? Early, early. Um, so... When Dr. Fisher started to make contact with the villagers from this simple mission at the top of Kalani Hill, he was immediately confronted by the power that superstition had over the locals. The Lunda around Kalani Hill were particularly scared by the mystical Ilamba, a spirit enemy in the form of a water serpent that inhabited the surrounding rivers and streams and was blamed for every drowning in the area. At one point, some puzzled patients watched Dr. Fisher place a harmless grass snake he found on his walk into his rock garden. The rockery was bizarre enough to the villagers, but the addition of the snake was a sure sign that Dr. Fisher was growing his very own alamba. The fears were confirmed when Dr. Fisher ordered a baptisserie to be built by damming a small stream at the base of Kalani Hill. To the superstitious Lunda, Dr. Fisher was obviously preparing a home for his growing alamba, and the act of baptism was surely a trick to get them into the water and the grasp of the deadly soul-eating serpent. When a severe epidemic of influenza killed seven of the first 15 baptized, attendance at church meetings dropped drastically (laughs) for the first few weeks. When Dr. Fisher finally found out why people were not attending, he simply kept on as though nothing had happened, and the rumors withered away with time. (laughs) That's amazing. Holy shit. I love that he didn't say anything. I'm surprised that he didn't get murked. I'm surprised that they weren't like, take this guy out. Let's just kill him. Yeah, let's just kill this fucking guy. Must have been a scary time, you yeah, know. Jesus. Two yeah. You know what struck me when you were when you were talking right before you did the when you right before you read that was how you said something about how the, all the people that the vast majority of people that you were talking to know about malaria, they recognize the symptoms, 
they they're educated about it. And how you're talking about the the radio stations that they're trying to to get up and running to to send out the message, educate people on it, and the just the contrast of, of how we're on totally different ends of the spectrum in North America than there. There, it's like we need to fund an effort to make people educated so they won't go to these witch doctors and get mistreated and then it's too late to get them the, the help they need. Whereas here, with a lot of things, you know, epidemics that we get scared about, SARS, Ebola, whatever. Zika virus. And it's like, and, and then everyone's like, okay, I'll just stay inside. Or like in pockets <laughs> of places, like in America, and more so in America than in Canada, it seems. But like, oh, let's just stay inside. Like Ebola's a real a real thing that I need to be absolutely terrified about. It's like an over-education or an over, an over, not over-education, but fear. It's fear-mongering. Yeah, yeah, fear-mongering. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing as ISIS. And it's like you know too much about it and you know yeah. so much, you know so much about it or so you've been well, told so much about it that you are, that you can't like carry on living. Dude, how many, how many way. Ebola deaths were there in North America? I don't know, maybe like I think under 10. one. Yeah. I believe right? one dude, wasn't it? It was the one guy in Texas. And how many pretty small. And how many deaths deaths are there from car accidents a year, for example? One. Like a fuckload, right? A million? One hundred thousand so, million. what's more important to be shedding light on? Ebola or car accidents? <laughs> probably probably car safety. Oh well, yeah. Right? <laughs> But why then? Why is there? I'm so a little much lost as to what the what the point what the point is here. Yeah. My point is that well, why is there so much media attention spent on fear mongering about things that aren't really watch effective? It. Because people will watch it, and then if people watch it, they can sell advertising. If they sell advertising, they make money. Let's get back to malaria. <laughs> okay. uh, so you're done. You, you finish. You 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 go back to your your lady. You tell her that you had malaria. She's like, yeah, you went to fucking ground zero, bud. Uh, at what point are you like, do you realize that? Do you find it like really ironic that you went to the most like highly affected malaria place in the planet to shoot a documentary potentially about malaria and then you ended up getting malaria? Does Is, is that irony like, though? Is that real irony? Is that the? I think it is, isn't it? I, I think it would be ironic if you went to cure it, and then you got it. Sure. It, would, would it be irony if you went just to, to cover it? Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's irony. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know either. It's definitely legit a, question. It's definitely a story. You know? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a story. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I know you mean. But so yeah, then, so, I, I know but, what you're okay, talking so, about. I know okay. what you're talking about. So you you went to what shoot this, and the and the radio stations didn't happen. So you you really kind of lost that angle of the story. But didn't you gain a whole new angle by getting malaria yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, it brought me to a place that was very interesting. I think this, discovering the story of Dr. Fisher. His journey, his his early days. You know, I discovered. You know, when I was there, there was many stories uh, that of the people, the community. Doctor Davies. You know, um, uh, there was uh, what they would call uh, a witchery, which I had no idea existed. And this was a fascinating day. I just went on a walk one day and wandered upon a little village, and it was just old ladies, all eighty plus. And I just sort of noticed. Uh, you know, some of them were missing arms some missing hands, had scars. And I was just sort of, what is this? And I went back to Dr. Davies and it's like, what is this village? What is going on over here? And he's like, oh yeah, 
these poor women, they, um, at funerals, uh, a lot of times, uh, people, they put the coffin on their shoulders. And he said that the family members of that person would then carry the coffin around the village and they're being guided by the soul of the dead person. And they would, the soul of the, uh, of that person is guiding them towards the person that bewitched them, that ate their soul. And usually it's a vulnerable elderly widow who has some prime land and they would bump into her home and to say, she bewitched this man. She, she caused him to, to die. And And they uh, cut her fucking arm off and they take her land for sure. And uh, obviously some of them turn into violence at some point because they were definitely injured. And these women, the doctor, Dr. Davies in the hospital would set up this, this place and they hate the word witchery. It was never used by them, but the villagers all called it that. But they would protect them there. Who hates and the word witchery? Dr. Davies. Everybody. It's, it's used commonly there, but um, you know, they don't want it. They're not witches. These are, these are abused. These are women oh, that were they taken. Hate, they hate. The they terminology. Hate. They're not witches in any way, but just, no, that's just yeah, what yeah. it's been called in the general area. But um, that's um, their story. So I went there and just. God, that's like Salem shit. That's like, that's. Yeah, and that was happening. Like, there was one woman who got there like two weeks before I got there. Salem she, has a rep for that, but that's fuck. like, that's like a thing that happened every, like. Every yeah, I know. Yeah. But what I'm yeah. saying is that that's happening now. Like that, that's yeah, fucked, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like we're talking about something that was happening here in the, what, 18, 1700s. That's happening today yeah. in those villages. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that was something that I'd never knew still existed. What else can we talk about malaria? I'm trying to think of how we can help if people are going to listen to this. What else do they need to know about malaria? What can people yeah. do here? Yeah, I don't know. I, like, do you what, know, is there? Do you know any? Like, is there? There, you were saying that there was the malaria foundation in well, in Africa. If anyone's really out there who's you know very clever with. With, uh, in, in, you know, in medicine and technology and innovation, um, you know, Bill Gates is, you know, his foundation, him and his wife, Melinda Gates, are um, funding a lot of innovation. He believes that, you know, technology, innovation, creativity, you know, in, this, in the medical field will, will eradicate malaria in our lifetime. Like that is a big goal that he's, he's set. And, and the World Health Organization, other organizations have all got behind that and done amazing work over the last you know 15 years right so um it's something people should be aware of it's uh, uh it's a disease that can be beat it's it's uh they're uh, like it's proven many places like it used to be like the civil war in the united states was soldiers were ravaged by malaria so uh, really? can you yeah. get malaria here like is that no, possible you just can't get it here. nova scotia no way but never have but it's just the, the, what about anywhere else in canada but like in the southern states malaria was very prevalent greece <laughs> Ancient Rome, popes died of malaria. And Lord Byron, Dante, you know, the Mediterranean. There was malaria has been uh, at times, you know, widespread. It, but is it possible to, to get it in North America now? And, and if not, like, no. how, how? How does that? How well, do we... you know, remember I talked about the cycle, right? If you can break that cycle, there has to be someone who's infected who infects a mosquito. And yeah. the mosquito then infects a person. It's like, so you, there's an extensive spraying of DDT, which had its own negative consequences. Oh, effect. that's right. Yeah. Draining right, of swamps. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you do that. And you, you know, basically pave over everything and drain all your swamps and start hitting with with uh, a lot of insecticides. Yeah, you break that cycle and then it's it's over. They've got that new I mean, project underway in Brazil, uh, where they're uh, collecting all the wood from the Amazon. No, they are doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard about this one. Yeah, they're um, raising 
uh, mosquitoes with a specific gene in them. I, I believe this, there was a Radio Lab episode about this. Oh yeah, so, they're, they're, is that yeah. are they actually doing it though, or is that that was a theory of like we could wipe out mosquitoes? No, they're doing it. It's oh, underway right now. Crazy. Yeah. So they're breeding mosquitoes with this. Uh, just listen to the radio lab again. Episode. Bro science coming bro out. Bro science. Yeah. Hardcore bro science. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Uh, yeah, 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 just love it. science that we cannot back. I liked it. Pretty much we, everything we say. Yeah, I liked it when I was prepping for this year. Just like, nah, don't do any research. Oh, just, yeah. just, just talk just about what happened shoot to you. The shit. I came that. out firing, though, Paul. I was very uh, impressed with your statistics and your, your historical um, information that you provided. There's some great stories out there. Like, If anybody really, really is interested in, in a great read, um, an author by the name of Sonia Shah, uh, wrote a book called <laughs> The like, Fever. They're going to say Dr. Seuss or something. It, it's <laughs> an amazing read. <laughs> Green I, eggs the Fever. And yeah. It just <laughs> talks about, it's like Jeremy's basically half a million years of malaria's effect on, on humans. It's, it's a great yeah, read. Yeah, but it's a, a shocking book too. Oh, you know, yeah. Like that, 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 that <clears throat> stat, coming back to that stat that we talked about earlier at like beginning of the podcast, the half of the population of the history of the earth died from malaria. Like, and it, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But like that, I've heard that stat before too, somewhere or something along those lines. And man, that's, yeah, that's a I fucking can do some disease. serious bro like, science. Here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, yeah. like yeah. I read the book years ago, but I do remember the times. You know, like we're talking early humans, like pe- the people that you know, you know, we wouldn't wreck. You know, very early, early, early humans, half a million years ago, and they're talking in this book about um, malaria uh, evolving to a point where almost wiped all humanity off the map multiple times. Wow. And then these sort of eaves are born. Yeah. Somebody is born, a child is born with a, 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 a mutation, uh, like a sickle cell or a different like mutation. Immunity? immunity, exactly. And that becomes like an eve. Then we all have, have grown, you know, the, the human race has, has bottled necked into this, these few people or... Who you know? Who knows how many? And then grown like again. Taylor and said, then malaria advances, and uh, does malaria it again. does the same thing that we did, right? And yeah. we do the same thing that malaria does. And it's yeah. we're, 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 we are all just our own. The, the humans are just a parasite. Evolution, just in, as much as a parasite. In Chantram, he called it the red. Uh, fuck, it was called like red the, tide. No, it was what was it called? The red something. Where it's like your bodies and the disease that you're fighting are constantly going back in this basically like nil score game. Where you're both trying to do the same thing, the, the 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 parasite or whatever you're dealing with is trying to mutate to take you over, and the body is constantly like upping its game to kill yeah. the thing, yeah. and it's this nil score game that no one ever wins at. Adaptation until man. someone is until one dies yeah. or or is affected. A lot of people don't know about malaria, mm. and I do have through this one adventure a little bit of knowledge that's actually quite interesting that you know because I I was fascinated when I started learning about this and I and the one thing that you know everybody thinks uh, uh, mosquitoes eat blood they're blood suckers you know that's of course what they do but you think about it that's an incredibly risky thing for any creature to do we are infinitely bigger than this creature they are sticking us and you know they get swatted a swat of a tail of an animal or our hand you know it's an incredibly risky thing to do it and they only do it at the most opportune time and the only it's only the female that does it and they're only doing it when they're pregnant it's an ovulating thing or, so, they yeah, do yeah, it it's, to it's feed like a, their eggs right. yeah it's really? it yeah. yeah that's it it's this very rare in their life cycle that's a very rare it's worth the risk because they have to it's their way of spreading their seeds exactly. so, so they of, don't eat they don't suck blood 
To su- always to f- no, for just sustenance. when just they when they yeah. have eggs to nourish because they need protein. They get everything else they need. All of, and it's only female. They get everything else they need from uh, plants, basically sugar plants. Wow! Like but that cane. life cycle would be so short that that's probably pretty often, or pretty. Uh, you know, the life cycle is short. You're right, but you know, it's uh, it's just interesting to know that that's. And I can't tell you how often it happens. But one thing that's interesting as well, when they bite, you know, they're swollen. Tell me, you've, you've all slapped yourself and had that blood stain on you, right? Yeah. If that mosquito yeah. had gotten away moments later, they can only fly a very, very short distance and they have to land and they have to then squeeze all of the water out of the blood and then just remain with that little bit because they can't fly. That's multiple times their body weight. They can barely get somewhere else. That's why a lot of times... Um, anti-malarial um, eradication is, you know, mosquito nets to prevent the biting from happening. But then they know the mosquito is going to land very close, so they'll spray walls and surfaces around them with insecticides so that the, hmm. when they land, they get it on them, and that stops them from being able to um, spread that parasite to yeah. someone else. Whoa, that's incredible. Yeah, Isn't that interesting? interesting? Yeah. yeah so if, if you were to um, support the, the, the fight against malaria... Uh, being a, a Westerner here, what would be the the most efficient way to spend your your money or invest your time to support the cause? Um, I would probably say just do your research into uh, organizations that are um, trying to make a difference there. Uh, is it is it worth it to? I mean, obviously, I a- mosquito nets in that part of the world are invaluable, and I guess they they always need them, but. Again, at the top, you told the story of the bride using the mosquito net as a dress, for example. So we should just be sending uh, wedding dresses over there so that they can use those nets for what they're meant for. Sure. Of course. Is, uh, but are, is, I don't know, is purchasing mosquito nets a good way to start or is that maybe, is there better ways? That's a a really good question. I, you know, I don't really know, to be honest, I, I, I think there are organizations, um, you know, like Zam- the Zambia Malaria Foundation or the World Health Organization or, you know, Bill Gates and these organizations. I'm not sure what their efforts are right now. I know um, there's a lot of different ideas of, of, of how they're going to fight malaria. To be honest, I don't know. Just look it up. Yeah, 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 there's, like, there's lots the of research, organizations yeah. that you can help support. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, and, and they may choose at this point to put that money towards mosquito nets, and that would be definite. Um, it may be something as simple as, you know, they may have a different idea of like this this radio station idea. There may be organizations that are doing that. Um, so, yeah. cool. Man, super interesting. Yeah, this is a fascinating conversation. Uh, and also just kind of crazy to know that you had malaria, yet you're sitting here like well, with us right now. You had the, one of the diseases that have killed more people than any other disease, quote unquote, Yet you're sitting here and able to tell us this uh, really, really interesting story. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, yeah guys, I've, had, I've had the flu. That's killed. Shut country. up. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, just saying. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I hope you are having an awesome week, and uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.